H-E-W-O, greatest show of all time The garage my hall, uh, like Kobe in his prime Kicking it like Messi, Undertaker on the rise Austin 316, I just done them and unwind Off the top rope, oh yeah, Randy watching Pirate Flair with tequila, feeling fine Deflected in front, open net and a goal! Simon Fraser finally breaks the dam with 155 to play. SFU men's hockey team coming off of a historical win. They went up to Alaska and beat NCAA Division I hockey team. It was a one nothing shutout over University of Anchorage, Alaska. He couldn't ask for a better way to open up the collegiate hockey season here in B.C. Also, once again, reinforces that maybe it's time for them to join the NCAA full-time. We are pleased to welcome the longtime head coach of SFU's men's hockey team to the weekend morning show. Mark, good morning. This is what we wait for. Maybe 10 years in the making what we wait for. Like I said a lot of times, embrace this moment. Something special. Something very special. Don't get flustered by all the bullshit. That's fun. That's awesome. Shouldn't area, shouldn't be nervous. But the first 10, you're gonna have to be calm and cool. 10 minute increments. The first 10, that's our focus. Don't worry about the second, the third, the result. Worry about the 10. Get by the 10, you get that scrape around the boards, you get a mini timeout, then we reset after 10. Respect them because of the talent they got. You guys are here to make a name for yourselves. Welcome back, GOAT fans, to another episode of the greatest of all time podcast show, GOAT Radio. I'm the big man, and I'm completely jacked up to be back in the GOAT Raj with some beauties. Nucci's joining us here. Yeah, we're back in here. It's it's always great. I always feel like, oh, it's nice to be back here, but it always is, man. It's uh, It was cool to see. Our two new guests here, uh, their their eyes light up when they walked in the, in the room. <laughs> For sure, and I, I always say this. Go Radio is associated with complete legends. And we got two in the Garage Mahal. <laughs> I'm so pumped to welcome Mark Coletta. How you doing, brother? And Jovan Matic. What's going on, man? What's up, boys? Like Nucci said, how'd it feel to be to walk into the Goat Rush here and be surrounded by just complete history here? Honestly, I saw pictures of it and stuff on Instagram, but when you walk in, it's a lot... Like it kind of takes your breath away a little bit all the stuff you have in here the legends everywhere it's kind of funny because we grew up with most of these guys here same generation right so it's like a yeah. trip down memory lane with the pavel beret with all the wrestling yeah. stuff you know all that stuff so it's a it's a really cool setup you got here yeah fanuch has been telling me about it and obviously some other friends and watching you guys online but it's cool it's 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 quite surreal you walk in here you're, you're in a time warp and then there's updated stuff and it's awesome like the jerseys are awesome it's it's uh very cool spot. Speaking of jerseys, it's what we do here. We say what jerseys we're wearing. Nucci, when did you start off for us? Uh, I got my uh, college uh, jersey, Alaska Fairbanks, the Nanooks. Uh, I got my 39. It's actually a funny story. Hold on. Is it Nanooks or Nanooks? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nanooks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a f- Fan, I guess, from back in the day up there. This was just a couple years ago. I graduated 11 years ago, but uh, hit me up on Facebook, and they're like, hey, I have this jersey. I won it at a raffle or something back when you were playing. Um, was digging out my closet and found it. If it means something to you or anything, I'll send it to you, and otherwise I'll probably just donate it or something. So, yeah, I got him to send it to me. It was great, and he probably just realized that I didn't end up making it anywhere, so it wasn't uh, worth anything for him. So. But no, it's cool it's to have something. it because I only have my white, uh, my white one from senior year. So it's cool to have this one and the Nike too. They don't really make a lot of Nike stuff anymore. Mark, what's this red Cardinal jersey you got on there? Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, albeit uh, Division Three, but uh, Plattsburgh State, um, upstate New York, where uh, I played for a bunch of years and had some fun, and um, obviously won a national title in one of those years. So, yeah, it's a, it's a one of the third jerseys we wore towards the uh, my sophomore or actually our junior senior year we got these ones we had the old retro jersey but changed and uh we got a highlight 2001 inductee plattsburgh yeah. hall of fame <laughs> athletics yeah the team the team the whole team not just me yeah. um but yeah we had a good bunch of guys we all went there last year in january to 
just we, move into the mic, brother. We went in there last January for a ceremony, and it was pretty cool to get back and see all the old guys. Awesome. Yoki. Mm -hmm. The white and the green. The original Silver Tips jersey is on inaugural season. I was uh, there for the first year. This is our home jersey. It uh, brings back a lot of memories. You see, you got the Memorial Cup patch, actually. Going back, we were still, to this day, we're the best ever expansion team in the CHL. Like, we broke every record, most wins, uh, won the Western Conference. We actually beat the uh, Kelowna Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, and they went on to win the Memorial Cup that year because they were hosting it. So kind of got to hose it a little bit. I kind of say we're the ipso facto national champions how did you guys or are you guys like the vegas you guys got the we expansion were, situation basically we're like the original vegas golden knights before they were the vegas golden knights but except town's not as great it everett's still great don't get me wrong but it's not las vegas <laughs> not even close it's a nice jersey though it's like yeah i like Sharp. it it's very good so and we'll definitely talk about everett a little bit more later in the pod because you have a pretty sweet story with them first game we'll yeah. get into it though okay <laughs> but uh Mark, long-time head coach of the SFU Red Leafs hockey squad. Yes, sir. What a ride it's been. When did you take over? Well, it would have been 2000, I would say, 8, maybe 7 or 8. And, and actually, these two fellas would come out and skate with us while they were yeah. going, um, getting ready for pro seasons and, and, and would come out just before they would leave to go play pro. But, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, you know, I did a couple of years coaching in the BCHL with Surrey and some other minor hockey stuff and then just fell into this SFU gig and it's been, um, no shit, now it's 2023. So yeah, it's been a while. Well, it's been pretty nuts. Like you you guys are sending some shockwaves in North America. Can we talk about some of the games you've you've played in the last couple of weeks, months here? You guys played at Big Ten School. Yeah. And a lot more coming this year. Yeah, I mean... You know, last year we, we did the Alaska stuff. I think we played them a total of five or six times. Um, actually, Carlo came up to, to his old alumni in, in, in Fairbanks. That. And um, that was a good trip to, to bring some guys up there with us. And, and we've been doing the, the NCAA games for a while, although, you know, not much success. Um, but we've been doing that to elevate the program, you know, bring recruits in, um, show that there's something different than just our, 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 our league that we played in here. And so this year came about and we decided to elevate our schedule, keep a team in the, in the BCIHL, which is, which is considered club hockey, but uh, keep a team and, and elevate it to the next level, so to speak. But um, yeah, I mean, Michigan on the schedule this year, huge, huge game for us as a program, for our guys, for our alumni, all the guys before the guys who are currently here, uh, Colorado college, uh, we were at Lake State last week and, and, and um, Robert Morris this week. And, uh, you know, we still got a couple ones to go. And, and then obviously a couple big ones in January with BU and BC, which when you, when you can hit Michigan, BU and BC on one-year schedule, I mean, talking to, to Largen at Fairbanks this past year, he said, shit, we don't even have those, those kind of teams on our schedule <laughs> at one year. I was going to say those are goal-worthy programs. Like, insane. Yeah, I never – I I – Played in in Mich against Michigan. Obviously, they're in in our conference when I was playing college hockey, and um, what an atmosphere it was then. And I can only imagine it now. You got to experience that. And, um, and BU Boston College, we played them in the national tournament, Boston College, but never at their at their arena, and never played BU. So those are going to be some unbelievable tests and experiences for for you guys and and, and all the, all the team. Where do you guys pull your players from? Like for that, like, are they what, uh, BCJ, yeah. the WHL guys, or just a mix of everything? Oh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point there. Uh, you know, when you were coming to skate with us yeah. and Carlo back in the day, you know, most of our guys were either high-end junior B guys yeah. and had, you know, the odd junior A guy would, would actually fall into our lap and it'd yeah, be yeah. like, great, this kid's a good player and, and that's great. Um, you know, over the years, we, again, playing these games and, and elevating the program, and, and now, for the most part, most of our guys are junior A guys. Right through right through Canada, we have three D1 transfers. Oh, wow. Um, uh, we stay, we try to stay away from the WHL kids because, you know, if something ever happened, I don't want to have to tell these kids there's no place for you to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we do have one. Are um, you saying that for eligibility reasons? Yeah, I mean, if, if something happened, I know Lindenwood and obviously Arizona State a handful of years ago, LIU just did it, you know, if – 
in a club setting, you can still have a major junior kid play. Um, and and yeah. all of a sudden, Lindenwood makes the jump or Arizona State makes the jump to D1. Now those kids got nowhere to go. Um, you know, a perfect example, too, is, is sometimes it just those players aren't ready to make that jump to D1 that you have. So you, you, you have to recruit a whole new bunch of guys. But to answer your question, Yoki, it's, it's, it's definitely different than it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, three D1 transfers, um, Ontario Junior A, Alberta Junior A. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it definitely a different dynamic now, okay. what, what we're doing. So saying that, what's the goal here? Down the road, a couple years down the road, what are you, what are you guys pushing for? Yeah, I mean it's above my pay grade to make any of these decisions, <laughs> right? Like I don't, uh, I don't get paid to do yeah. that. Um, you know, I, I think we're we're trying to we're trying to build something a little bit unique and different. And it's 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 easy to say that you'd like to be where you want to be, and that would be NCAA Division One. That's again not my decision. Um, the, the school happens to be an NCAA school, and you're in a hockey hotbed here in Vancouver, in Burnaby, BC, wherever wherever you want to say Alberta's right there the Western United States players that you could pull from the co the competitive angle that you would get. And I think Carlos saw it firsthand when he, he saw our group play against a D one team that we're not recruiting at that level. The bottom line is again, it's not my decision. I can only coach these kids. Hope they get a great education to come in to play good hockey and hopefully teach them something about life when they move on from hockey right now. Um, but it, you know, the big, big picture would be, you know, Playing at that level would be tremendous. I mean, yeah. you know, you just, you know, like Carlo mentioned, Yost Arena. You're standing mm -hmm. there behind, you know, four thousand people. The student section's right behind you. You know, it's it's real. It's a real unique experience when you're there. That, that's one kind of cool thing. If you guys didn't get the team eventually, is to have that atmosphere where it's like I obviously I went to the other side. I went to the Western League, but to have that atmosphere of college is like something completely different. Like even I was talking to Milan. Yeah who's like my cousin basically and he you know i remember he he went to division one and he was trying to tell me when i was 15 he's like yuck you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go to college i was yeah. like no i'm gonna go to the w he's like you don't understand how sick it is man yeah. and he's telling me i'm like oh yeah yeah you know you're you're kind of full of it then my sister went to visit him yeah. and she came back she's like you know those stories mickey told us about him doing this is him doing that like doing all this stuff and my guy's like no no he wasn't lying like no, he no, no. he was telling me stories like there's pictures of him with kid rock and then with eminem and then what was that girl from american pie Tara um, Reid. Yeah. And like, he's like in the middle. And he, and so, so I think she was at the Roxy a couple of times. Yeah. 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 But my sister's like, no, he's not. He was actually being a hundred percent genuine on that. Well, right? you know, and it's, it's not only, I think it's just Americana. Yeah. It's universities, soccer, basketball, whatever you're at. Like we were in a small town in Plattsburgh. Yeah. And, 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 and Carlos met some of my buddies. You've met some of my buddies that yeah. would come out and, and obviously Mick has as well. But when, when you're in these small towns or, the, the schools, the atmosphere of these schools, that's their, that's their whole life for, for people yeah. that live in those towns. And, you know, when, when my wife Sadie came and visited or I, we went to Plattsburgh a bunch of years ago after I was done, she couldn't believe it. She's like, holy shit, this is, this is Plattsburgh. I'm like, yeah. Mm. And it was like all the stories we said and told, uh, you know, they're embellished a bit. Obviously they get better as you get older and maybe <laughs> when you're drunk, but she's like, yeah, shit, that's, that's true. Like those, those, the, the, the people in Plattsburgh and I don't know Fanuch or you at Michigan Tech, Milos, like they they probably that's that's what they have. That they they have, you know, you look at college football in the States. Like those That's massive. It's massive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's different it's a different kind of fan experience. And that's it, what people might, you know, will will say or I've heard is, you know, you won't get that here. It's not a college atmosphere. That's not what Canada's known for. That's not what the universities are like. But yeah. you don't even really need that that will come i think but well, just look, just the draw of ncaa hockey now and how much more like you said you had no idea about it when you were in mix yeah. telling you to go there yeah now it's like kids like it's a really great avenue for well, you look the at next the level you look at the canucks right now quinn hughes and besser are two of the most marketable guys yeah. young guys on that team and they're both ncaa guys yeah. Yeah. you're telling me sfu students ubc students don't know who they are they but, damn well know who they are and yeah. if they're at your school that's that's a big win, right? you know. And the thing is, too, like there is no. I know it's Americana. It kind of comes with the with the territories. A lot of more small towns that have the college, but there's no reason why they can't recreate this in Canada, yeah. especially like hockey. 
like it sounds bad, but you throw like cheap beer like on a Friday, <laughs> Saturday night and get the student section to fill it up, yeah. right? And they'll love it. It's not, it is the place to go. Like I know UBC is kind of a different animal, but even if you go there, like that's a college, yeah. right? And if you had a hockey team there that was, or even SFU, whatever it is, you, you create this thing, that would be so marketable and people would love to come watch that. Especially like you see, like I know it took off at um, down in Arizona. Like yeah. that's not a hockey town, but like no. you, you get kids like a lot of kids like the Cal Terraces. He probably want would want to stay home and play Division One hockey. Like you can recruit a lot of great players yeah. to come to your program who are local, right? So yeah, I, I think it's again SFU is an NCAA school. They're yeah. the only one in Canada. We're in Canada. Hockey's hockey. I mean, shit. I would I would venture I guess lacrosse would do pretty damn well too. So yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's another. We don't want to unwrap anything there. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, keep doing what you're doing. When, when's the next game? We're we're off this week. Uh, we go to LIU, which is Long Island University, uh, the American Thanksgiving. So yeah. we're in New York City for a couple of days, which will be cool for our guys. We play D1 team in LIU who, who just did the same mm. thing that Lindenwood did. They, they made the jump from D3 or, or club hockey, actually, yeah. not even D3, club hockey straight to D1. Their women's program is pretty good, too. Yeah. I think that's another qualifier, too. You know, you know if you went men's hockey... You gotta get the, the women's hockey is huge. I mean, the, the talent, the talent pool we have here in BC alone, yeah. you'd be a, you know, I think there's a stat for almost 400 of the 1100 women's NCAA hockey players are from Canada. Are, are your boys <laughs> having a blast? They this love is, it. This is they, like, you know, amazing I, thing. What's I gotta happening. say this. It's, it was cool experience. Like the, the one thing I, I took away already is just the difference in how you gotta be prepared, how you gotta, how you, how you gotta get the guys motivated, the teaching, you know, I got Jim Camazola, former Italian national guy, mm-hmm. um, two Olympic games, was drafted by the Blackhawks, knows hockey inside out. I, I would put him up against any coach in BC any day of the week. And I got Jason Krog working mm-hmm. with me, a Hobie Baker winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys love him when he's on the ice. I can only surround myself with people that are more knowledgeable than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong bloody room. <laughs> and so what I, what I have to do is make sure I can do my job, but have guys that can teach the game a little bit better. And, and they're loving it and they're playing high competition. One cool thing, uh, uh, big man, was Red Berenson came and said hi to me. Like yeah. We were down in the coach's room before the Michigan game. He didn't have to come down and say hi. Yeah. I know Narada was dealing with a lot of stuff that weekend too, so he was kind of out of the out of thing. But re- when Red Berenson comes down, shakes my hand and Jimmy's hand and says, you know what, I just love what you guys are doing. That's a hockey icon. Yeah. Canada, USA, NCAA, NHL. Like Red Berenson had the – decency to come down shake and say he loves what we're doing he's heard about sfu before he's been to you know it, it was it was a real cool experience not to mention i coached ben winnett went to michigan i'm great friends with geich and then and um obviously peach that's in town mm-hmm. now and and mike leg they're friends of mine they're all michigan guys like yeah i wasn't good the enough michigan. to play the, michigan mike leg the, mi- the <laughs> michigan yeah I, now, thought, I thought you were gonna get him on pretty uh, quick Talk about the greatest goal ever. Yeah, that all the kids are trying to do yeah, now. He's fighting, fighting fires. He's fighting fires did, right yeah. now. Did he, did, he, did he bring up Mick when you saw him? Yeah, or oh yeah. I, I said, you know, I'm good friends with a couple couple year old players, and yeah. he, he was just he was so responsive. Like he was yeah. just a genuinely nice man, and yeah. it was cool. Like two of my Plattsburgh buddies drove down from Toronto, came down, and they came down to the back room there. I don't know how they snuck in because there's security everywhere at these games, but you know, Jeff and Kemp came down and. You know, they're right there. There's Red Berenson shaking our hands, saying hi. He's, he's, it was it was a great experience. But to answer your question, yeah, the guys love it. I mean, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago or last week, we were in Robert Morris, and you know, it's in Pittsburgh. You get downtown Pittsburgh, you see the, the rink, the Mary Lemieux statue. We're at the Pittsburgh Steeler game. A couple of us, uh, our goalie Kale Dolan is a big Steeler fan, so I, I gave him the green light. Yeah. And it was just, it's a cool experience seeing all these things. Not to mention, you know, when you're playing a sport, it doesn't have to be hockey, and you guys all know this. When you're balancing social, you know, your life, mom and dad, girlfriend, whatever it is, school, academics, you need a, you need a release. You know, I beat the shit out of these guys four or five days a week on the ice. Yeah. Let's be honest. We skate, you know, you've seen us practice, Carlo, and mm-hmm. we skate. Like, mm-hmm. we were skating when we were a true club team, and we still skate. Yeah. You know, that's what Bobby Emery did to us. We skated, and I think there's no, there's no better way to have a release than to be playing these games for these guys. They're having a great time. It's awesome. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. Time. It's cool. It's getting to see all these cities. The, the flights are even not bad. To Do be you honest. know what I was? It t- I wonder how your boys adjusted. Have they played on the big ice yet? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> <We're>, well, <laughs> last Alaska year when we were there. Oh, Alaska's big ice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, it's an ocean. How do you think I they survived? Even, <laughs> listen, I didn't even know. 
Big Ice was in my half at the time I went to the WCHA, Michigan Tech. Half the schools, no? Half the schools are Big Ice, man. I thought only Minnesota was. That's what I thought. Because I remember no. Chaco went there and I was like, fucking CC is was Northern. It's, it's even yeah, bigger. CC's got the new rink now. Oh, they, they used to play at the, the Olympic uh, size. Yeah. Uh, okay. Northern is too? Yeah. That's where Santa went, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly, honestly, I was grinding. <laughs> I was grinding. <laughs> the big day. man was grinding, uh, eh? Honestly, I'm. I was this NHL size for me, man, and it was adjustment. But it feels like you gotta go an the extra size, mile. The, some of the some of the sheet, the, the size of Albuquerque. These fucking rinks. Yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah, in it's the big. dub, it's all NHL it's all size. The same. Yeah. All right, let's get into the dub a little bit. Sure. You went into Everett. Yep. As a seventeen-year-old. That's right. You scored the first goal in franchise history, man, yeah, and I did. remember it. Yeah. Do you want to describe it? Uh, you describe it, but because I I just watched it. It's gonna be better than it was. Uh, man, I'm pretty sure it was end to end bar down. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> no, <laughs> Michigan. No, what it was. Well, I got to ever first. I was actually drafted by Swift Current, and uh, I was supposed to go there as a 16 year old. So I signed as a 15 year old. Supposed to play as a 15 year old. I kind of made a, a BS story why I didn't want to play. That's a different story. I went into camp 16 year old. My mom was sick that year. I decided, man, I want to. Swift Current's like if anybody's. It's 15,000 people. Yeah. It's like, you know, my, give it to my cousin. He played in Kindersley. It's less. But, like, you drive in Swift Current, you drive out. There's, like, nothing there. Like, I remember you had Ned on this podcast. Ned played for Swift Current. And I, the people are lovely. They're not putting it down. But it's like, Ned was telling me when they got to Walmart there, everybody was happier than a pig and shit. Like, let's go to Walmart. Let's go to Walmart, right? So, anyways, I ended up asking to kind of play closer to home when I got traded in the expansion after the expansion draft to Everett with uh four other guys or three other guys and yeah this first game of the season i remember we're in uh cam loops and our trainer comes by and he's like hey maddox tell the boys that the puck's gonna go in the hall of fame and i'm like oh okay so i'm like i think it's the everett hall of fame right don't really think anything of it you're so in cam loops or in everett in, no we're in cam loops because oh, okay. right? our road rink game. wasn't yeah, our yeah. rink wasn't done yet so we had our first oh. four games around the road right so we're playing it's on the power play and then all i remember is mitch love uh, 17 years old on the peeps 17 buddy I was first line I Ooh. was actually leading the team in scoring and then I think I had like seven points in like nine games or something and that back then that was really good right so I was on the power play lover throws it on net goalie saves it I'm just at my back to the net and I see, turn, around, oh, turn around and see the puck right there and I just get it shoot the backhand and put it in and all of a sudden it's like I just hear screaming in the sands and I realize it's my sister who's <laughs> freaking out because they're at the game and then we ended up losing the game 4-1. Um, anyways, and then they took the puck and my stick right away. I'm like, oh, I want that stick. No, no, it's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm like, Hockey Hall of Fame? I'm like, I thought it was Everett Hall of Fame. He's like, no, buddy, it's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? Wow. So anyways, uh, that was a kind of a whirlwind. We lost the game, whatever. But the funny story was after our color commentary guy was from Burnaby. His name is Dave, Dave Sheldon. I don't know if we, what he's still doing. But I guess the whole organization had a bet to see who was going to score the first goal. And me being a Burmese boy, he put it yeah. on me and he won the money. I asked him for a cut of it, but never gave it to me. <laughs> well, but that, yeah, that was the story. So it was good. It was, uh, it was good. And it was like a lifetime memory I'll always remember. And uh, we had a, a great year that year. Mitch so, Love but, with the assist. Mitch Love, lover, yeah. He's a good guy. When, tough when, as nails. When you scored, yeah. when did they take that stick from you? On the bench or oh, after the game? No, no, on the bench. Oh, they actually literally oh, took yeah, it right. on the bench. Yeah, they I, they took the puck. And the thing I'm choked about is like, that was my first junior goal. I didn't get the puck. I still oh, don't have the puck oh. or the stick, right? So like, I don't even have any souvenirs. And the funny thing is I got the first, the first game we played in the uh, Everett Event Center. I don't know what it's called now. Like I took the opening face-off. So there's a picture of me as well. Like they had the panoramic shot and I'm in the middle taking the face off. We lost that game four one two, but I got the first assist in that building on two on one, right? So I had a lot of firsts in that thing, but um yeah, the puck and they stick they, they took away from me right away. So it was kind of pretty sweet, man. Maybe yeah. you can go visit it in Toronto, right? Yeah, I think I think they uh put it away somewhere, Tell but I'm gonna send it to you. Okay, yeah, I should well, we got a spot here. Yeah, in. we'll bring go it right. in here. My kids can come visit it. Is here, it a wooden right? stick? Yeah, it was a wood. No, nice. no, that it, that was uh, the CCM vector. I had the vector oh, the at that point, one. the blue one. Nice. Yeah, when the stickers peel off, right? <laughs> All the right, stick was probably better. You, okay. <laughs> you mentioned you you had a decision to make yeah. to go to Swift Current. Yeah, I actually had that same decision. Yeah, Swift Current as well. They protected me. Yeah, yeah. but the the guy that was trying to recruit me, he was saying we can only re uh, 
signed two players, and we already did that at my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what the rule was. Yeah. So, but they just kept quiet about eligibility. Yeah. And I don't know what the rules are now, but you play one XE, you're done. You're toast. Yeah. Is that why you? Why did you stay? That put that. Okay, so to be honest with you, like I didn't know any better. To me, like you know, I I played when I went to the Winter Club. I was playing at the Winter Club. I was on a team, a great Bantam team. They won the Westerns, right? So my dad was always like, "Go to the best league. Go to the best league. Go to the best league." I was drafted. You know, they wanted me as a 15 year old. I signed as a 15 year old. She's like, "Just go, just go, just go." I didn't know any better, right? The package they gave me was. I didn't know this till after, but a lot of guys, like you get a, you know, every year you play, you get a scholarship. Yeah. So a lot of guys, like when I got my package, it was like, you play one exhibition game, you get your full year paid for. So I thought it was kind of standard. Mm -hmm. Then you talk to other guys and guys are like, no man, I had to pay half, play half a year to get half a season. So you listen to all these different guys, kind of what they got. And I'm like, I actually really got it well, like got it good, right? So for me, it wasn't even an option to go to, you know, tier two. Like even, like I said, all my cousins, like out of everybody I grew up with, you know, I have my cousin, Steven, he went to RIT, you know, Milan and Nad, they went to Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Ilya Atzo, they got division one scholarships to, uh, to Colorado. I was the only one who went major junior, kind of our group, right? I, I wanted to get the NHL as fast as I can. And it just, I, it was my own undoing. Like I kind of screwed myself and shot myself in the foot. But at the end of the day, it was like, you know, my dad grew up watching the U.S. Minster Bruins. He grew up watching this league and he goes, that's the best way. That's the fastest way. Go there. So yeah, that, that was, was the most direct route to pro hockey. It's the yeah. closest it is to pro hockey, yeah. right? All right, guys, that leads me to the main question, debate question, guys. What's the better route we got? We talked about NCAA. We talked major junior. Both avenues lead to the NHL. It's all. Let it's, me let me say let, let, let me say it like this. If I'm a phenom, 13, 14 years old right now, today, where am I going? It's a hard question because there's so like there's people who battle go the what like CHL's better or, or NCAA better. I don't think either or is better. I think right now, I think the NHL is more playing more of a NCAA hockey style where it's more fast run and gun you know kind of less hitting i'm not saying less it's not as physical back when we were all growing up man like the nhl was more clutch and grab was more physical was more fighting was more like major junior hockey right now it's not you can't really again i'm a western league guy so what am i talking about but it's like you can't it depends for each kid like you have guys who if you look at me and some of my friends like by the time we were 20 like we were kind of done. Not saying we went to, you know, play CIS or whatever. You could go play pro, go to Europe, whatever. But there was other guys who needed that extra time to be 19, 20. And they got a good 20, like, like you, Carlo, like saying, or whoever it was, or Marcello or whoever, like they're all great players. You just needed more time. And then they had a better career towards the end. So it just depends on the kid. Like, and it also, it's like, it's like you see Connor Bedard. Well, he was probably more suited to go to the Western League because he would get there really fast. Like, what's the point of him going one year, not even to school, right? So if you're going to go one year now, is there really a point of you to go to do mm -hmm. it? And the thing with the Western League compared to schooling too is the thing that's more geared to the NHL is you have that schedule. You have that you're playing in and out, doing this, doing that work. I don't think college has that. I could be wrong. Like it's the changed. Only play. It's definitely changed. It has I mean, changed. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't have that. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know I, that. I think you're right. I think you hit the one thing I think you hit on the head is is I think every kid's different. Yeah. Every family's different. You got to be informed. And I said this on a on our little uh, SFU um, show we did a couple of weeks ago that this question came up and and you always hear it. And I and I think you can be pro NCAA. You could be pro WHL, major junior. It doesn't doesn't really make a fucking difference. It's all based on the kid and yeah. the parents being informed and not being hoodwinked to go somewhere where you shouldn't go. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the kid's got to develop at his rate. Of course. Right? Some kids hit puberty at 15 and they're 6'2 and 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that 13-year-old that kid, 14-year-old kid who hasn't grown, he hits 16, 17, mm -hmm. and he becomes a beast yeah. and leaves that other guy in the dust. I, I, think it's, I think it's, again, being informed, making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. the, the, the thing I'll push back on, though, is that old mentality of the Western League playing an 80-game schedule yeah. and on the bus and... NCAA hockey doesn't play enough games. Well, shit, some of these NCAA games are playing upwards of 40 games. 
and you're in, mm-hmm. in the facilities you get and the training regiments you get. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how many London Knights, uh, Kamloops Blazers, or Vancouver Giants facilities there are mm-hmm. throughout Major Junior, but I could tell you this, every NCAA program at the Division One level has a state-of-the-art gym or is getting one, yeah. mm-hmm. state-of-the-art trainers, and so those kids are getting top-end off-ice training and being being groomed to be professional athletes. Yeah. And I think it's... I think it's changed a bit. And I think, again, a guy like Connor Bedard, like you said, or Matt Barzell, yeah. two kids from right here, yeah. they were destined to go to the NHL. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're there. And so, yeah, the dub might be the way to go. Yeah. What's even like, it depends on the player. Like, you could look at Luch. Like, Luch is not a college player. Like, he's not. <laughs> he's a Western League player. And, yeah. he, and he played 1,100 games in the NHL, the NHL because of that, right? It's like, they go back to that. You're right. Some of those barns in the Western League, especially, they're old, like Swift Kern. They don't have the money to keep it up. But I think that whole, they're going to be a professional in the gym and all that. I think that's now kind of going everywhere in oh, hockey. Oh, standard. Right? Standard like, procedure. Like all those, like you look at Everett, beautiful gym. Uh, the Giants, I don't know what they have in Langley. But all these new rinks are are, are gorgeous, they right? They have to. It's a recruiting tool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they have to. That's, and that's the thing. And it's like, that's what I kind of, the college thing is, is like, Everett was different. We were first year team. They loved us. We yeah. were like rock stars everywhere. We came out with a splash. Like we were, we did really well for ourselves. But like when you, when I kind of got older and I heard the stories about the college and the, you know, and all that stuff and what they offer you there and just a call, like stories from you guys, right? Or even from Mick and he's telling me all this stuff. He, my cousin Steve, I actually went to Frozen Four. My cousin Steve went, uh, they were RIT, went to Frozen Four, right? And we went to Detroit to watch him play. And they were in, not the Joe, but they were in Ford Field. So they closed yeah. off half the uh, field and they played in the other half, right? So Steve, I think they got smoked by Wisconsin, like 6 nothing or something. My buddy Ben Street was in Wisconsin. But just the RIT section alone, the student section was nuts. And they were like losing 6 nothing, and they were still going <laughs> fun, out. With, fun fact, yeah. fun fact. We we beat RIT in the national title game before they jumped. Oh, yeah. Did you really? Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Fun there fact. you go. Fun yeah. Fact. <laughs> no, so I mean, they had to leave D3. So after we beat them, <laughs> they were out. But like Mark was saying, like you have to be informed because there is negatives to NCAA yeah. and there's positives to. Okay. Our, and not everybody's an academic guy, right? Like yeah. you get no, overwhelmed yeah. with a one, two, yeah. three classes. I mean, Fanuch, I'm sure you can speak to or you too, Milos. Like, you're sitting in a class and you have no clue what you're doing. You get two or three of those in a row, you're, you're coming home at Christmas going, what the fuck am I doing here, right? Well, we got some Scantrons that were uh, <laughs> that were visible. <laughs> Imagine now these guys get to put everything into chat GPT and yeah. they get oh, papers yeah. written for yeah. them. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm lucky, I guess, in a sense, for myself personally. I didn't have to make that choice. Yeah. I didn't have WHL recruiting or anything yeah. like that so for me it was like fuck i gotta go to ncw or i gotta go to bchl and i gotta try and get a scholarship so i didn't i didn't have to make that choice so there's i don't have any like oh i wish i did that i wish i did that the dub would was cool i'd go to watch giants games all the time i was like oh man it'd be so unreal to be out here like these guys are so much better than me and i didn't have to like think or choose or look back and say oh, i wish i did that i wish I did that just because of my personal situation i never had WHL team that I got drafted no one was after me and my only route was boom go to NCAA so I don't have like that kind of had to make that choice which is for me lucky and the other part of that uh, it's almost like you said it's flipped now where teams would draft guys mm-hmm. maybe they were playing NCAA and would tell them go play in the dub or go play in the O or go play somewhere play that W or that pro schedule get used to that before you come back sign with us or yeah. play in the NHL where now it's almost kind of gone the other way. It's like, Hey, go NCAA, go work out, play less games, build yourself up, be ready for when you step on the ice in the NHL, you're a man or you're, you're ready to play in that level. So there's almost like, it's almost done a bit of that well, flip. I think playing against 22, 23 year old guys. Right? That, that That's the biggest thing too. Everybody's like, Oh, like a division one team will beat a Western league team or a CHL team. I'm like, well, yeah, because you have like 23, yeah. 24, five year olds. I'm yeah. like, you know, like I was 25 my senior year. Yeah, 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 I'm like, that's a little different, right? Like, you know, like you're talking more. And the, the hard thing is too, is like at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for your kid. Yeah. But you also have to know the pros and cons with both leagues. Because I mean, as much as we are talking about the NCAA, like if you get a bad, if you, for example, I'll give an example, Nanad. Yeah. Nanad went to Michigan State. Nanad Geich was Milan's brother. So he, 
older one went to University of Michigan, the younger one went to Michigan State. Had a really good first year. They brought in a, a coach the second year who didn't like him. And now he's like, well, I'm not gonna play you, so what are you gonna do? Now yeah, he's kind of trapped there. So now you had to go back to Junior A and transfer someone else. So it's like, you kind of have to know what you're getting into with both leagues. There's yeah. no better way. Obviously, I'm gonna be, I love my experience with Western League, but like, I have no regrets. But like, if, if my kid was, like I have two kids, like my kid's pretty smart, so he was a good hockey player. So I'm just go to NCAA, like go enjoy that route, right? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot more risk to go NCAA. I or think you get stuck. There's a, you know, that's yeah. a huge thing. I think that I'm seeking back in the day though. I think the game has changed a lot more. NCAA players are playing NHL. Yeah. Back then it was kind. I don't want to say rare. It just I think the schedule yeah. it didn't translate well. You're playing th some teams are playing 35 games. In the WHL, you're playing is it 80? You were playing 72. 72. 72. Yeah. yeah, they translated better to the NHL big time. Now it's different. The game's changed. These NCAAs can skate, and that's the game right now. You know what the back funny then when we were growing up, oh, it's different. They wanted they wanted my size instead of Cole Caulfield. Yeah, yeah. I'm hundred no, percent. They yeah, weren't even changed. looking at that guy. Yeah. But look at now look, they don't want nothing. They didn't want nothing to do with me now. <laughs> look at the game though. Like back then when we were growing up, like it was like you would the NHL you'd beat the shit out of each other like it was like a, a tough game when you play in the Western League like I used to hate when it was a 3-1 game and they pull the goalie I'm like just don't score a goal don't score a goal because it was 4-1 the last two minutes would be like fight after fight after fight it's like <laughs> shit like I don't want just I don't like it's like don't call me it's like that's yeah, why I used to go to Giants games all yeah. the time because they would get blown out and oh, there would just be I would come let's go watch a dub blowout and then we'd meet Skiggs and March and stuff <laughs> yeah. we go watch because we knew there was going to be Tristan Grant yeah. and like these guys just it would Robin Big Snake yeah like that was it would my be, division I played in yeah, that division it would just be insane I'd be like hey let's go watch them they're gonna lose six nothing and there's gonna be just tilts all night <laughs> and that was an NHL back then now it's not like I went to go watch an ever game and they were winning six one there's no fights I'm like what the hell's going on here I'm like, it's not the Western <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it's it, totally changed it's now it is a college game whereas it's more high speed smaller guys more skill like you look at Quinn Hughes man like he's the best player in the Canucks, not if not the Jack Hughes, same thing, right? All these guys, you still have the old guard who are still there, like the Crosbys and, you know, Bedard is Bedard and all these guys, but it, it's kind of like, it, it's the guard has changed, definitely, right? Let's end it with this, guys. If your guys' sons were phenoms, <laughs> you got to make decision right now. Phenom, like what, like Bedard phenom? Yes. Okay. And he's 14. Someone... We got some people coming through the door here. You got to sign NCAA Big Ten school or Vancouver Giants. Right now, where are you putting your kid? Um, my kid's not going to Vancouver Giants. I absolutely despise Togo. Togo. <laughs> okay. I'll get back. That's a different story for another day. <laughs> How about I might have to get a job one day. So yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. never know. I might All right, go coach in the dub. So. Let me know, Nucci. Oh, man. Um, I think I would want him to experience if he's a phenom, he's going to, you know, he, he's going to pick his school. And even if it's for one year or whatever, or two, like I want him to experience that college Ooh. instead of just me personally. I don't know the riding the buses in the dub kind of thing, but I think it'd be cool for him to experience a year on college campus and, and experience that. I mean, Macklin Celebrini's Celebrini's doing, doing it. And if you're at any of those big schools, that's, it's ridiculous. So I would say, yeah, if you're a phenom, I mean, and again, it's that's my that would be my after witnessing the Michigan experience and the guys they had on the ice. There was like seven or I I don't know, don't don't quote me on this, but six, seven, eight drafted NHL guys, World Junior guys, and you watch what they're doing. It'd be hard pressed to see a WHL game of that talent level on the ice. Hard pressed. Okay. I, st I still got to go with the Western League. I got to stay true to my roots and not saying any, like, I respect both your guys' decisions, but uh, I just, I got to, if he's a phenom buddy, he's going to the dub. <laughs> yeah. And you know gonna... what? I played in NCAA. My kid's going to the dub. <laughs> At 14, the window to make the NHL small. Yeah. for NCAA after you graduate is they're not going to take guys at 26, no, yeah. 27. Say you end your career as a in the dub at 18, 19, 
go in the A, you can grind it out for six, seven years. And then get a call up. Lots, yeah, lots of more opportunity yeah. there. That's, that's what I think. Okay. But I love my college days. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for that. That was wicked. It's time for some global goal fire. Nice. All right. Continue to shoot us your messages. We want to know what floats your goat. And we got a, we got two. <laughs> everyone laughs at that. I like that. We got two wicked questions from the goat fans. But before that, it's intermission time. And we drink some vino here. And Nucci, what do we got? Uh, uh, we got a little Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. It's the, uh, the region my, uh, on, my dad's from. Torre Zambra. Um, organic wine, I guess. And we got... Uh, 92 points from Jane Suckling. Ooh. All right. You fill up Mark here, and then uh, we can pour that's, some in mine. And then uh, Yoki's got a get nice uh, Look at Guinness. Nice Guinness here, yeah. Healthy beer. He's drinking healthy, healthy beer. beer. Yeah. A lot of iron a in there. Chocolate milk. Good for breastfeeding mothers, apparently. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, our first question. It's from Ricky D. This guy's my fellow teammate from Michigan Tech. He actually messaged me a couple weeks ago, asked... This wicked question, my fellow big man, Ricky D, he's asking us, what's the greatest hockey goal celebration? Wow. Wow, there's tons, guys. We have to pick one or we can name a couple? You know what? Anything. I, you want, who wants to go first? I got one that is the best, 100%. Start us off. He's a fellow big man. In the, tell me if you guys know this guy. In the 90s, he was the best player on the ice if you watch clips back-to-back stanley cup guy oh lemieux no mario or yager yarmir yager guys the salute the most classic serious listen if you watch clips of this guy yeah. in the 90s yeah with lemieux he was he, insane he was insanity yeah the guy would beat d-men like he would what's he six four Fastest guy on the ice. He's bigger than that, I think. I think he's supposed to be like 220. Yeah. 220. Without the mullet. Okay. <laughs> it's a great mullet. And when, yeah. when you dangle like that and score in a breakaway, usually you're jumping for joy. You know what he does in his mullet and, and Jofa helmet? <laughs> Serious face. <laughs> Boom. Salute. Salute. That's a good one. So are we talking about like ongoing celebration, just like a one-off? Could it be anything? anything. It could be a one-off, yeah. Okay. Yarmir Yager had the best one. Classic. And I don't know if he was saluting some military stuff. His dad or his grandpa or something. But someone said also it might have been from the Denver Broncos, the uh, the running back back then. I think he ex- That was before It that, was, it was though, called no? the Mile High Salute, he, and he liked that. Okay, yeah, now, that would have been later on in his career, the salute, if, it, if I'm remembering. He explained it on a podcast. So something to do with that, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I always liked the, the Timu Solani. That was a good he, one. He scored and he threw the glove up. I mean, yeah. that was pretty impromptu for, for a Euro to do something like that is pretty, I thought yeah. that was awesome. Was that his rookie year? Could have been. Was, yeah. Was that's when he set the record. Set the record. Yeah, yeah, 76 yeah, yeah. goals or something? 70, yeah. Little Dave Tiger William. Yeah, right riding the stick. Down stick. Center. And he starts pointing at everybody, like going yeah. like that. That, that was, was classic. classic too. That was in the Vancouver jersey too. That was, yeah. yeah. I think Theo Fleury had a good one with that in Calgary overtime against Edmonton when he yeah, went, went on his knees and fired down the ice. That do, was a good do one. Do you know who else did that one? Yakupov. Yakupov. Didn't Cliff Ronning do that here in Vancouver too? He did something like that. After they beat LA in a playoff game. I'm dating myself. You guys are way younger than me, but it would have been like 92 (laughs) against LA. I don't remember that one. Speaking of Yakupov, I mean the Russians. Yeah. They're like famous for the sellies. You got the Kuzi Eagle, the Flying Eagle. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, You got uh, OVs with the hot stick. Yeah, the, Don Cherry didn't like that one. No, the Panarin leg, the leg kick that he does, the Broadway girl leg kick okay. that he does now. Yeah. Um, Kovalev did the moonwalk a couple times. Yes, he I did. mean these guys are. I always like the traditional. Absolutely, uh, would score coming down the off wing with that traditional little snipe off the off wing there, the snapper, mm-hmm. and he just put the one hand. Yeah, just one hand up yeah, there yeah. as he'd go. That's always a good one. I like the traditional ones, shushing the crowd. Yeah, it's classic. And mm-hmm. the Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Let me hear. Yager it. did that one actually. Yager yeah. used to do that one I with like the those, mullet. I like those simple, serious face sellies. I don't really like when they jump around. You know, there's a lot of people jumping in the the uh, Mike Ruzioni Olympic 
USA Olympic 82. What did he do? Well, he like running went, on he his went, skates. He went, like Gretzky. Yeah, he went, he went, he went animalistic. <laughs> when Gretzky scored his 802 eight, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would be too if I did that. Yeah. What about, wasn't there a guy who scored and just did nothing? Just buried his head and just skated off? That's like, who did that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like, I, I always all wish, the time. I always wish that I could get to the point where when I scored a goal, it, it literally meant nothing, nothing to me because I scored so much. But man, every time I scored a goal, it's like... It's funny. I couldn't actually couldn't control myself. This is a funny story. I did that once. I don't even remember. This was twenty. I had a penalty shot against Penticton, and I went backhand top shelf. And like, and then I just skated by the bench and I buried my head like this and just went right past the guys and just didn't say anything. <laughs> right. I remember that year I coached in Surrey against you guys in Burnaby and Burnaby, and Turris would score anytime he wanted. Yeah. So it was like it was almost like that. He'd just score yeah. and fucking get to the bench, and we'd look at each other. Okay, <laughs> how do you stop this guy? You know, uh, the answer is he you don't. was fucking. I did awesome. like. Uh, Chuck's Selly last year when he just skated off the ice. I was, was just going to say that. Good. That was a good like, I was good. It's like Bo yeah. Jackson in the 80s when he ran right through the, the kingdom at, yeah. against the Seattle Seahawks, which yeah. I don't like. And he ran right through after a touchdown into the into the tunnel. It was classic. Classic stuff. Yeah, that was a good one. One like, crazy one that stuck out for me was uh, Sean Avery doing the push-ups in the corner mm-hmm. after he scored with the Kings. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Seen that? Like... The blade Avery, just ripping, Avery, ripping P ups, and no one went near him. He's a piece of work. Oh, yeah. oh I know. The blades of steel one too. It went viral a couple times. Junior players just going like this the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Some of our guys do that, that at was, practice. Yeah, that was really the I whole like team that. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their legs don't move just yeah, behind. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention: Milan Hiduk. Ooh, the swimming one. The swim. Yeah. yeah. Dive to swim, and then he was just he was. At a stand, uh, just on his belly, his arms. just oh, moving yeah. his arms. That's yeah, no, those are good. Uh, Luke Bourdon, Burroughs Bow did it. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Burroughs did it for him. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, I need one from each of you to end it off. I got Yager the salute. I'll go with the uh, the Avery push-ups. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Solani, the old I mean, Winnipeg uh, arena. I know it was a Tiger Williams one. I just like that. I just a big man like that. Who yeah. Beat the shit out of people just doing that in center ice. Awesome. Awesome. That's going to be a good, cool reel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Go Radio loves our food, Italian food especially lately. Um, we got to do start doing our food reviews. That's uh, got to get like a little on the makeshift agenda. kitchen to cook. Yeah, maybe oh, get somebody in here to cook. Get like, senior in here to start <laughs> cooking yeah. up some Marcello stuff. Marcello in, in here. Mar- yeah. in here. I'm trying to get Marchi in here. Oh, he's or busy. A he's pizza a busy, oven. busy guy. That would be good. No, yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, guys, we have a question from Luigi, <laughs> and he is Luigi. Ask- Luigi. Or Luigi. 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 Okay. He is asking your top five pasta dishes. So we can do it, uh, you know, we can start with five, then four, like a draft. Okay. So we'll go around the table. I can go first if you want. That's tough. Guys, this one, num- for num- my number five, it's a staple in my house. So easy. Get it at Costco. <laughs> and oh my it's God. a pre-made sauce. We're yeah, going- it is. Already oh. we're, we're because off the rails. I'll tell off, you, I'll, off the rails. I'll tell you why. A lot of red sauces aren't very good if they're not good. Do you know what I mean? You need a good red sauce. So I'm going with for my number five, it's the penne pesto. Oh, okay. That's good. The Kirkland. Kirkland from yeah, Costco. Yeah, that's good. One little scoop in hot noodles. Kids love it. I love it. You don't yeah. need oh, yeah, Parmesan. My kid loves it. It's good. It, it does the job. It's good for my number five. Okay. I got pesto a little higher on the board for myself, but... Uh, fresh, fresh. For pesto. number five, I'm going to go cacio e pepe. It's... Icy. Uh, yeah, it's pe- just pepper and um, pecorino romano cheese and some of the water from the pasta when it's cooked. And that's all it is. And it makes a creamy, the pasta water makes the cheese, grated cheese creamy. And then it's the pepper, the peppery kick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's very it's hard pro, to make. It's a technical. It's technical. I stuff. need to know what noodle are you having with You that? can do it with anything. Yeah, but you pick a noodle. Um, We need the dish, so... You need the sauce and the I would do like uh like tonarelli like thick like a thick long pasta. Oh okay. So Beauty. that cheesy so- like creamy sauce sticks to it. Okay. Or a rigatoni. Mark number 5 for you. Well, I'm a I'm a big fan mm. of all pastas. 100%. Since since probably my mid 20s. I was never really a pasta guy as a kid. Really? More meat, meat, meat. Growing up in an Italian family, I'll you'd always have it. 
but I took a, a better appreciation as I got older, maybe, and maybe because I like to cook. Um, and watching, you know, my dad and my uncles cook a bit here and there, and my mom, obviously, but my number five pasta, we just go, let's just go generic and just do a, a oven pasta with a, a good lasagna. Oh, good lasagna with a bechamel, nice meat sauce, ragu Beautiful. in the lasagna. Okay. That would be that'd be my number five because it's not really, it's not really a, a delicate pasta that you would get an order at a fine dining restaurant, but yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a staple. It's hearty. It's meaty. Feed it's a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. I was gonna say no lasagna, risotto, or cannelloni oh. in this list because that's oh. not a pasta. It's pasta though. Well, risotto definitely isn't pasta. Yeah. Okay, is cannelloni a pasta? Is it, what yeah. is it? It's a pasta dish. Yeah. Cannelloni is a stuffed like stuffed, shell, stuffed right? Stuffed wow, shells. guys, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's actually Milan's grandma makes great cabbage really? rolls. Really? Are we putting that cabbage in, rolls, in these not... lists? I know. I'm just saying they're yeah, stuffed. Yeah. yeah, I don't have one, but I didn't. Even... Serbian pasta. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're so we're okay. We'll allow no risotto. No risotto. Okay. No risotto. That's rice. Sounds yeah. good. So lasagna. Lasagna. A good lasagna. Okay. Came, like not a veggie lasagna. Doesn't count. Veggie lasagna is not. No, I agree. No, no, you gotta have meat in that thing. I grew up in a Serbian household, man. Like the chances of us eating pasta were slim to none. I started eating pasta like going to his house, going to Busto's house. I would sit down at Giuseppe's and he cooked me up. I probably have it every single one. But I think number five for me is my mom used to make me penne with Parmesan and just olive oil. Like that yeah. was my number five. That's like you. I used to put on my fingers as a kid. Like give it to my kids now. Like That's beautiful. nothing special. It's not like you're yeah, gonna find good. that. Uh, you know, in a Michelin star restaurant, but it's still phenomenal. Simple and good. Yep. 100%, man. For my number four, I'm going with the Linguini al Vangoli. Did I say that right? Vongole. 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 It's okay. We White wine, garlic, um, clams. clams. You know, wrap the clam in the linguini. Spicy, better. A little chili pepper in there. Yeah, that's good. You that's need nice. the chili parsley. Flakes. Yeah. That's my number maybe, four. Maybe maybe Marcello can make that one Ooh. night. Oh yeah. Um I'm gonna go for me the spaghetti aglio olio pepperoncino. It's uh <laughs> took the words right on off, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a tough one. It's just uh garlic and oil and, and yeah. chili flakes. Unreal. Simple. You can make it really quickly. It's uh in Italy and stuff, it's a very common midnight um or post uh going drinking kind of thing because you can make it in ten minutes as a as a pastel is boiling you can get that going and then boom you gotta you know you gotta pass to feed a bunch of people when they're drunk at the end of the night kind of thing but yeah. uh what kind of noodles though spaghetti you... oh spaghetti yeah. okay yeah if you if you carlos long Anunci... pasta carlos enunciation is beautiful spot, yeah. spot, <laughs> on. spot on <laughs> very good so now i gotta go number four yeah my four my four i'm gonna go off the i'm gonna go right off the the board here this is this is this is just a my I do it. Maybe maybe my dad used to do it or my grandma used to do it. Leftover pasta. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> there's a there's a caveat here. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a big word. Fried with an egg the next day. Well that actually oh, would be really on good. It? Yeah. You, so you fry the pasta so it gets a little crispy. Yeah. Leftover. It could be penne, spaghetti, bottini, yeah. whatever noodle you have. And you fry it. You mix it in? And then you just get the egg and you drop the egg in it. Okay. And then you and it's a little bit of a scramble in leftover pasta the next day for lunch. It's beautiful. Wow. Wow. Solid. Do, yeah. s- do some people put the egg in the sauce? Well, that's that's probably coming up. Me and Carlos, number two or one okay. favorite. Okay. It's there coming. You go. It's coming. Okay. okay. It's coming. Uh, number four for me, just simple spaghetti and meatballs, man. That That's like done well, unbelievable. Like you yeah. go to a good place, a good dude, good spaghetti meatballs. You know what we should try is a spaghetti with chivap. <laughs> that, that's a little. I think that's a little cross. I think yeah, we should. because it's like a meatball. It's the same thing. I think you could do it. I think we could yeah, do it. I think we. I think that's a great idea. I think we should. It's like goat radio first. Yes, that would be. Nuts. Bring Shelly in here. Pat, make the spaghetti. Can we we'll make patent this, it. Yeah, fusion. We'll yeah, that's, fusion. We got to patent that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a pasta shivap in the back. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For my number three, it's the classic yeah. of all classics. Yeah. I got the spaghetti meatballs, spaghetti polpet. Yeah, polpet. That's polpet. Polpet. Yeah. Um. You need you need Parmesan covering the meatballs. That's a good. Oh yeah, nice dusting. Yeah, yeah big dusting. freshly grated. Yeah, Fresh. number three for you, Nucci. Um, for me, my third is one you mentioned already, the pesto, uh, with fusilli. Oh, 
What's that? It's like the little tw- the twirly one. Oh, the twirly ones. Yeah, it's like the popcorn twist. Yeah, yeah. it's the one that Kramer got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the fusilli, the the little cracks get the chunks of the pesto in there. Ooh, that's a good. One. Ooh. You can get like three or four on a nice forkful. Good to go. Is it? Uh, are you more on the more softer side or al dente? Al dente. Oh, okay, you need some. I need the bite. chew. You need some bite. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Mark. I can leave pesto off of my list. Period, because we yeah. have it. In the summer, actually, Carlo was over for a nice dinner one night this year, and um, fresh pesto is just—it's easy. Yeah. It's like a mac and cheese. So I'm gonna leave that one off. Yeah. My my third <laughs> would be going back to what you said about pasta vongole, but with a red sauce. Oh, okay. A spicy red sauce yeah. instead of the the white wine. That would be that would be number three. It's 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 with to clams. me I like it. Yeah, with clams. Finucci, what's the one with the back bacon in it? It's like slanina in the pasta. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like the back with the like, egg. Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one? Carbonara. Or yeah, Carbonara Martigiana. What it was like a white. One's a red one. No, the white one. Carbonara. Carbonara. So I'll get that number three. That's I don't know. I know what it looks like. The back bacon. That's that's my number three. Beauty number two. Guys, the gnocchi. Oof. The gnocchi's can't be too big though. Obviously, they can't be too small either. With the red sauce, parm, cracked pepper. Okay. I love gnocchi. Now, now, when you make the gnocchi, are you baking the potato or boiling the potato? Boiling. So here's a little trick. (laughs) Leave the water. After you boil the potatoes, leave the water and then put the gnocchi back in the potato water. To boil them. Uh, What do you mean? So you boil the potatoes to soften them up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Leave that that water. Okay. Don't toss the water out. Just take the potatoes out. Yes. Then once you make your gnocchi... Reboil that water and boil the gnocchi in the potato water. Whoa. Oh, that's a veteran. starch fest. That's a veteran move. Beautiful. It's a professional move. Yeah, yeah. that is insane. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Only years yeah. in the kitchen with yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I taught Geich that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at two here, right? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, more of a recent favorite for me within the last five six years is uh, um, carbonara. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it with a short pasta. So a rigatoni, um, more traditionally done with a longer pasta, but the carbonara with, it's actually not back bacon, it's pig cheek. Jowl. The pork jowl, yeah, yeah. guanciale, um, and egg and Parmesan cheese or pecorino. No no cream, nothing else. Mix the... Man, how much stuff's in your pasta, man? That's it. it that That's nothing. The first one was cheese and pepper. This one is cheese, pork cheek, and and oh, okay. uh, an egg. Yeah, that's it. I think maybe like a taco a salad. I'm getting hungry now. I think I'm gonna go stop off somewhere to get some pasta on the way. A home. carbonara does not have cream in it. That's number one. So yeah, don't ever put cream. What in is it called? Carbonara. Oh, just straight up carbon. Okay. Yeah. So number two, I'm I'm gonna go number two, again a little bit off the board here, but orecchetti and rab. Oh. A rab little bit of, Little sausage in there yeah. too. Well, let me guess. That's it's like kohlrabi uh, with ra- sausage. Rob is like a broccoli. Italian broccoli. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Broccoli rob. They put that on pizza sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. orecchetti is neat. The noodle I'll, I'll like to, and we make that sometimes fresh. Maybe we'll have you guys over one night. One night, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. My number two is definitely my mom's lasagna. The crispy edges, absolutely zero spinach in there. When I see spinach lasagna, I high for, for, I'm done. You're I'm done. And ricotta yeah. for me. Oh. Yeah, way out. And I don't yeah. think she puts that in there. Yeah. And she puts meat, lots of meat in yeah. I'm like, but that's the, the corner piece that. that's burnt. Co- oh, buddy. It's the best piece. <laughs> it is the best piece <laughs> yeah. all the time. Right? All right, guys. Number one overall. I always get this for some reason. The penne bolognese. Cracked pepper, Parmesan, and maybe some chili flakes. Ooh, All three. Chili yeah, flake good. oil from La Piazza. Yeah, they got yeah, they got a good one. The Claudio's face on the jar. Yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention uh, La Piazza, Claudio's uh, authentic pistachio sauce. Oh yeah, pistachio. That's uh, yeah, that's people. my honorable mention. Yeah. What's your number one? My number one is just uh, any kind of pasta with pomodoro. Just simple. Um, like pomodoro, like just a red sauce. It's a red sauce. Just yeah, but red sauces, you know. Some are not good. Well, like my family's recipe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The one my mom makes, the one awesome. that, the one I Carlo make. Carlo Senior. Yeah. Senior. Yeah. Beautiful. Put That's it through like put it through the 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 
what's it called there? The strainer? The strainer. Not the it's not a strainer. It's not a sieve, though. They it's call like it something off. Food mill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a couple honorable mentions. Yeah. Pasta vodka is always an honorable yeah. mention. Oh, yeah. um, or penne vodka, however you want to do it. There is a little cream in there sometimes. But I think I'm going with Carlo here with just a nice plain tomato sauce. The, the tomato. I brought you a nice jar yes, tonight. Yes, thank you, buddy. So a little garlic, lots of oil, the tomatoes, mush them down a bit. And then I like to add um, the jowl. To it, it's kind of like a, a broken down version of uh, <laughs> bugatini <laughs> matajana because I don't really like the long noodle for that the bugatini I just don't like it. it's too squirmy so I'll just do a penne or anything it may be a linguine with that to plain nice fresh tomato sauce with a little bit of nothing jowl. better than just scraping the the plate with a piece of well, bread at the scar- end when you scarpet scarpet yeah buddy. you got a scarpet wow that's great that's, great, that's, your, great that's your italian word of the day scarpet 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 that's scraping the bowl with the bread yeah yeah i'll go use that tonight yoki what's your no, who's your number one overall my number one overall only because i like the name is gnocchi yeah <laughs> that's it that's why i don't care if it's a white yeah. sauce or a red sauce you or a clear own, sauce or whatever own, it is uh, yoki's gnocchi yoki's gnocchi used to call me that all the time i think we were playing junior gnocchi's gnocchi that would be a good one again with chivap <laughs> buddy, which of up? Like, I think we should market a little this. bit. Of, we yes. should. We should get this thing going. I think we're gonna do it. Yeah, we should. Good fusion. That was awesome. And we're gonna make a post. Goat vibes coming up for pasta dishes. We gotta exclude lasagna though. You think it's out? Out of that list, that's too. Yeah, for our post, has to be out. Well, how about this? Well, Cataloni and lasagna. You get Those me. Here's I'll, I'll have you guys over. You four over. Maybe a couple more. December 30th is our only really home game for the SFU men's hockey team, the travel team, against Trinity Western, a youth sport program. So we're punching above our weight class. Awesome. Night before New Year's Eve, so not much going on because the next night's a big bash. So Copeland Arena, your, your guys' old stomping ground, yeah. December yeah. 30th, SFU. If we can get some people in that rink. I'll, uh, we'll make, well, shit, I'll just make you guys pasta anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. With, the, with the chip ups, I'll bring the chip ups. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some yeah. of the concession at yeah. Copeland. Yeah. A beer and a chip up. Five bucks. Yeah, exactly. So, Extra so on you. Goat price. fans, December 30th, 707. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a 7.30 start. 7.30 start. During the Pat Quinn tournament. So we're yeah. combining it a game. Awesome. With the Goat Quinn. Radio will be in attendance. We'll, we'll, Come see us. I'll be in Mexico, but uh, oh. you guys enjoy wow. that. I'll be, wow, there. Eh? I'll, I'll be there. All right. All right. Okay, boys, shout out Remembrance Day. This weekend, we remember all of the men and women who fought for us so we can live beautifully in this country. All right, so wear your poppies. Boys, thanks for joining me, man. That Thank was you. fun. That was fun. It was really that fun. That was awesome. Thank Anytime you. you want to come step foot in the garage, we have a lot going on. Next week, we got Kyle Bigfoot Machado. We're going to have a watch party here. Please, guys, come in. That's right. awesome. UFC right. debut. UFC debut. How about the Knucks? On fire. Guys, this is a wicked time for Go Radio because of the Knucks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, we were talking on our preseason pod there. They're 50-50 to make playoffs. Obviously, it's they've exceeded that. Yeah. Talk um, it. It's got to be talk it. it. has to be. We should ask talk it his favorite pasta. He he, he went to La Piazza, I think, didn't he? Did he really? Yeah, or he, he's planning on going. Yeah. They're, they're getting ready for him. That's awesome. Yeah. See what happens when you bring an Italian into Coach Canucks. See what I happens. Phil Di Giuseppe. Yeah. yeah, and Di Giuseppe. Yeah. Demko. <laughs> Ends in a vowel. Close, <laughs> Close enough. We got him. We'll take him. Awesome, boys. Uh, Thanks again. Thanks. Thank you. This is the greatest of all time podcast show, Goat Radio. We will see you next time for more Goat History. We'll see you later. Nice room. That's what we like to see. Guys like that. That's the kind of guys you win with. And you like the celebration, which gets us to the point. Everybody's tuned no, in tonight. No, that's not bad. Like, yeah, uh, no, wait I a minute. Like that. That's okay. That's okay. Kids, nothing wrong with that. So why we're all uh, eager for the coach's corner this evening, it goes without even the great eight had this to say. A little surprise. <laughs> okay, can't wait, can't wait uh, when he says something about me. Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. Coach's room or coach's, coach's corner. Coach's yeah. corner. <laughs> I have to yeah, admit, you called it. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, here, here's the thing. Ovechkin, Alex, is that his name? You're listening now. How would you like to be playing for Tampa? They've gone through a nightmare season. It's in their building. They're being beat 5-1, and you score on a rookie goalie. 
I mean, how do you think McKenna feels about this? Good guys like St. Louis said he didn't have to embarrass us and Mac. Good guys like Malone said he's going to get a payback. And Tockett said the same thing. Tockett says, we didn't need something like that. You don't do that. And, you know, everybody says that he's taunting the people. The guy is not a mean guy. He's not taunting them. He didn't mean to taunt. But think how bad the rookie feels. You can't do stuff like that and not, and not make people feel bad. But he's not a mean guy. He's just having a good time. But you know what? Even your own coach gives you, talk to you about the whole thing. But I, I, don't roll it yet. I'm going to show you how your own teammates, you scored 50 goals, 50. You're a good hockey player, but watch what your one teammate does when you score the 50 and you start that nonsense, right? Watch what you do. Now watch, well, watch how he skates away. i got to have a closer look. Are you sure? Yeah, he skated right by him. Oh, get out. What are you doing? <laughs> Stupid thing off. This is, this is serious stuff. Get it well, off. Get I'm it off. Just saying. Stop it. Stop guys, that stuff. Guys who make spectacles, you know I agree with you. Yeah, all right. No, but but they had a plan, right? That they, they, never mind. they all said they were going to be in on it. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, this is serious stuff here, okay? I'm trying to be serious okay. for once here. Now, look, they're not laughing with you, people. They're laughing at you, Alex. You're a class guy. You, you, you can be have class. You should be a role model. You don't need to do like this. You're above stuff like that. You're the best hockey player playing today. Have a little class and do it right. Okay, is that good uh, enough? Uh, Where well, you spring that stuff on me well, like Well, that was what he wore at the All-Star Game. Same thing. They put him up to that, and, and everybody's going to tell him you're selling tickets by doing this. Yeah, you're selling tickets. They, they would still sell tickets. You think the people from Tampa came to see him act like that? Right. You, that is not class and he knows it boudreau knows it you're above it like i said and the people are laughing at you not with you you're above it all right all right all right celebrating greatness and we do it with the pig man gucci here with nucci drying up the game plan yeah chop it up with steve while we on vacation if my fioso was a college sports Solano wins the highs man but the clock is ticking so they say it's time to go sit back enjoy the show yeah it's g-o-a-t whoa whoa